You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcast on the NBA the NFL, the MLB, and fantasy sports. I'm Doug Branson. I cover the Charlotte Hornets for FanRagSports.com. I'm joined by my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend from the mean streets of Cotswold. He's been covering the Charlotte Hornets since they were the Charlotte Bobcats, David Walker. Doug, it's fun Friday, buddy. And I think you need to you need to fess up. You need to be honest with the people. I've given you your time. You need to talk about the new technological advances in your life. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed because I feel like on this show, I have railed against some of the technological advances that I have now obtained. You know why you feel it that way? Because you have. Oh, that's right. Well, listen, I, I admit that I'm a hip, I'm not a hip, I'm not hypocritical about being a hypocrite. So when (laughs) I, when I just said I was embarrassed, I was also lying. Uh, but yeah, I added an Apple Watch. I actually, I added the Apple Watch, but it was uh, at the insistence of producer Katie because okay. she was, I always keep my phone on silent and that, because I'm always recording something or, you know, I'm- Very important, yeah. Yeah, like I, you got to keep In the meetings, phone- sure. Right. So she was, but she was tired of not being able to reach me at certain pivotal points. Yes. And so, so th- this happened. The only way to remedy that. Was the, with a brand new Apple Watch. The, I, the Apple Watch help. Well, it does. She can text me. Th- in fact, she texted me right before the show with very yeah. important news that Ben Simmons, point guard for the Philadelphia 76ers, was on the uh, Bachelor podcast. So that's oh that's important. Oh that's important basketball information that we've begun this show with. Now, don't stop there, Doug. Go all the way. Well, so everything. I got the AirPods as well because listen, yes. if you're gonna get the watch. You know, you get the AirPods, and that way I can go running. This is really about my health. It's about my health mm-hmm. and about my wife being able to reach me. That's right. We are an all AirPodcast now. And I really just wanted me. to share my activity rings with you, so I could see that I just wanted to make <laughs> sure that I was more active than you. And so far, that has been the case. Yes, way to go, buddy. Yes, you and I are the only two people sharing activity rings, but it's quite a duel. So this is Fun Friday. Uh, this is a show that we we do every week on Friday, and mm-hmm. it's a little looser than some of the normal shows that we do during the week. Though I will say, David, that if things take a turn for the worse for the Charlotte Hornets, if they <laughs> drop the next couple loose. of games, we may be doing Fun Wednesday, and if they <laughs> drop a few more, we may be doing Fun Monday. But so far, we're still on one show a week, Fun Friday. And I'll also say this, David, that I got a few notes from fans of the show and fans of Fun Friday last Friday that we were a little too serious. Enough with your factoids. Let's get back to ball. We were a little too serious, and and we we talked a little too much basketball and not enough... So we do have an obligation to recap what happened last night against the Brooklyn Nets because it was the Hornets, you know, first time back in action sure. since the since the All Star break, and some important things happened, and we will get to those. I have sound from Steve Clifford. 
I have sound for Marvin Williams. We're going to talk about things. But David, I also, just to make sure, I have a list that at the top of this rundown in this page, A4, it says other stuff. So David, it's your job. I'm giving you a job that when you feel like the show today is getting too serious, I want you to let me know and I'll go to one of the topics I have on other stuff. All right. And other stuff. I I took this to not have any responsibilities, but let's try it the other way. All right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. You like to come into the show usually driving with with no hands you're just driving with your you're driving your car with your knee and you want no responsibilities both both to yourself and to others you don't have responsibilities to others either this is no. the way that you like to operate but now i'm giving you this responsibility you have to make sure that this show this this page of other stuff is filled with All right, let's get into it, though. Let's start with Brooklyn, though. The Hornets get the win, (laughs) 111-96 over the Brooklyn Nets, their first game back uh, since the All-Star break. Kimball Walker led the way, 31 points, seven assists in this one, and really provided the dagger scoring at the end of this game. Uh, All five starters scored in double figures, and then, of course, you had the monster number, 24 rebounds by Dwight Howard. That's a season Ooh. high, just a couple of boards shy of a career high, which I believe is 26. He also added 15 points. Starters played really well. The bench less so, but Steve Clifford said after the game that the stretch at the beginning of the fourth quarter when uh, that bench unit was able to get some defensive stops was really critical in getting the victory and uh, defense overall good in this one, David, what did you think? Well, I thought finally, finally the Hornets outdueled a team from the three point line, Doug 11 of 21 for the Hornets, 48%. And we talked about how much the Nets like to shoot the three ball yesterday. And boy, do they like to shoot it? 43 attempts for the Brooklyn Nets last night, only hit 14 of those. That's 38%. That's less than the Hornets did. So uh, it wasn't, it, you know, it, it was it was another key moment for me to see this team be able to outproduce someone from the three-point line. Will that continue? We know the Nets don't shoot it all that well, but I thought that was just a nice little little surprise coming out of the All-Star break for the Hornets to, to get one over in the three-point area. Well, that's a good point, David. Three of five for Marvin Williams. I uh, thought, uh, it, especially in the in the second quarter, uh, in in the third quarter, he was he was pivotal there, knocking down some shots. And then uh, two of four for Nick Batum. Four of eight from for Kimba Walker. But that's kind of where it ends, and that's sort of the problem with their three point game, right? That it it's really limited to three of those guys on that on that starting unit, and there's not a lot mm-hmm. of consistency in three-point shooting on the bench. Some nights you're going to get a great Jeremy Lamb game. Some nights you may get a great Frank Kaminsky game from beyond the arc, but they don't really have that consistent outside scoring threat outside of those three players on the starting unit, and that's why they tend to sort of wax and wane uh, from the three-point line. But defense, really the story for me in this one, held the, the Nets to 96 points, and the Nets – as we said in the preview, good offense have been able to put up numbers offensively, just have not been yep. able to stop anyone. So 
Uh, this was a night that they held Spencer Dinwiddie, who's been playing very well, to 5 of 14 shooting, 1 of 5 from beyond the arc. I thought the defense was very focused on taking him away, and they did a good job doing that. DeMar Carroll held to uh, 2 of 11 from the field. Cl- I asked Clifford about the defense, how this defensive performance compared to what they uh, had been or how they had been playing defensively before the All-Star break. Here's what he had to say. A lot better and a lot more energetic. I mean, we had some guys that last uh, – those last four, five, six games I sat here and watched over the break. I mean, we, we have four or five guys that were they – needed, they needed a break, you know, and it showed in our play. We were sluggish. We lacked energy. And uh, tonight we did a lot of the, uh, I think, technique and kind of physicality things you have to do to be able to play well. So they need everyone to play well defensively for this to be a good defensive team. Uh, they they don't have multiple lockdown defenders on this team, so they need full energy from all of the players. Clifford there is, is saying that some of those players were getting fatigued heading into the break. I asked Marvin Williams, who is the who has a doctorate in defense, why energy uh, is so vital uh, to their defensive performance. Here's what he had to say after the game. You know, it's a, it's a tough job each and every night. Guys are so great, uh, and they can really score. And I think coming down the stretch, uh, heading into the All-Star break, it was tough for us. Guys were a little fatigued. Guys were a little beat up. Uh, I think the All-Star break was really good for us to give ourselves a chance to get away from it physically and mentally, and we came back refreshed. We had two great practices, and it really showed tonight. So they played defense great late. That's something that we haven't always seen from the Charlotte Hornets team this season. So that's a no. positive. There were positives in this game, David, but I think the question that lingers in the air is this. Was this a sign of the beginning of something special or was this just a bad Nets team? Uh, it's a bad Nets team for sure. But as we talked about yesterday, they have no incentive to tank necessarily they get nothing rewarded to them for for losing they do not have their own pick and typically that doesn't matter to the players anyway you know, i forgot that for a brief i forgot that for a brief <laughs> I moment last tweet. night i was gonna i was i was, I was wondering if you were going to bring it up and if you were not <laughs> i was going to bring it up <laughs> yeah i saw your tweet that they subbed out who was it dante cunningham who well, was Don, that's what confused me because dante cunningham was the only player that was, was shooting fire. well for the Brooklyn Nets. He was 8 of 12 from the field. He had 22 former points. Bobcat. Former Bobcat, that's right. And they they were not defending him. Uh, Dwight Howard seemed a little slow on closing out and got switched yeah. on him a few times. Uh, Frank seemed a little lost defensively. I want to get to him in a, in a few minutes. But, um, yeah, so they, but they didn't play him late. And so, yeah, that's the immediate thought that came to my head, and I forgot for a brief moment. But Locked On Nets did not let me forget. Oh, no. <laughs> but I thought I, had a, I thought I had a snappy comeback. Did you see my comeback on Twitter? So Locked On Nets <laughs> tweeted us and said, Scott, I t- let's roll it back. We just assume that everyone reads right, our Twitter religiously. And if you, ha- if you don't, shame on you. Go, go follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets and follow our tweets. But so I tweeted – a uh, great sneak tank job by Brooklyn not playing Dante Cunningham, the only player that was shooting well late in the game. To which Locked On Nets responded, really sneaky tank job considering they don't have their pick. It belongs to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Got him! 
That's a, that's a sick burn. That's a sick burn. Did you see and my? Then, but did you see my retort? No. Go ahead. Finish it. My retort was: They say you dress for the job you want. <laughs> exactly, Nick. You know, I, I let that reply hang out there on my iPhone <laughs> for a good five minutes, and I just I thought, no, no, just this. Let's let this one go. I thought Let's it was fine. What? I could not. No, I had to save. I tried to have. I tried to save some face. I know. Hey, at least some people are listening, dog. At least some people are reading your tweets. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Here on Basketball Reference, one of the, my favorite things is the nicknames they have listed for people. Mm-hmm. Take a guess at what Zach Collins' nickname is. Uh, the, the Big Cricket. Doug. <laughs> Doug. <laughs> How am I supposed to compete with the big cricket? (laughs) Doesn't make sense. Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com. Okay, David, I feel like we have, we played the sound from Clifford. You heard why this team played better defensively against the Brooklyn Nets and uh, then I played the sound from Marvin. You heard why energy is so important to this team defensively. I feel like we fulfilled our obligation to the serious basketball fans. I have a few yeah. more thoughts from this game. I uh, They play again tonight against the Wizards. So whatever energy they had against the Nets, they better hope it sustains against the Wizards because they really have to win. So that was game one. Of <laughs> All the games. <laughs> That was game one of 20 that they have to win over the next 25. They've made big all-star break runs before. In their last two playoff appearance seasons, they've won 20-plus games in in both of those seasons. But there were more games. So I I think they went 20 and 8 in one of those seasons and 21 and 9 in the other. Those numbers may not be exactly right, but they're they're right enough for a fun Friday, is what I'll say. Right, and it's, the, this one's going to be one for the books if they can pull this off. And, and so they have a game tonight. They fly to Washington today and play the Wizards, and then they come back for an afternoon game against the Pistons on Sunday. Oh, so if God. they listen, if they come out of this weekend three and zero, then mm. you have to start at least considering. That would be special if you if you second night of a back to back, you travel to Washington, you beat a Wizards team that you've already beaten twice this season, right? Confirm yeah, that for me, Dave. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they. Pretty sure <laughs> it's they, a fun Friday. Come on, they. Yeah, I'm right. sorry, I should not have laid that on you on a fun Friday, but <laughs> but they, they, the Wizards are are a team that they they have been capable of beating a healthy Wizards team. They've been capable of beating. So, yes, because, yes, the, I've confirmed that. They got the close win at the end of November, the overtime win, and then they they just beat the hell out of them uh, here in Charlotte. That's the game that they yes. scored 133 points. So you're capable of beating this team. If you go 3-0 and against the Wizards, and then you come back and do an afternoon game and beat the Pistons at home, then I think you at least have to start considering it. But okay. What is it like? Yeah. Well, one last thing on basketball stuff: five games and like seven nights for the Hornets coming up. That's that's brutal. But the schedule again is the saving grace for this team. If they're going to do it, 
they got to lean heavily on this lighter schedule and make things happen where they can. But yeah, they got to win. I mean, you can't be looking to drop games at all. Third easiest of the post all-star break period. And currently five games, five games out. So we were talking about Twitter, my, my bad retort, Mm -hmm. but at least it was something. At least I responded. Yeah. But we were talking about Twitter. Twitter is a, would you agree with this? Twitter is a is a cesspool. Like Twitter is <laughs> Twitter is bad. It can be. It kind of depends on who you follow and, and what you get involved with. Or, but or I'll, who I'll follows you and, and who responds sure. to you. Uh, sure. That I was reading. I saw that. Uh, have you seen this exchange between a fan and Rex Chapman, oh, God, former no. Kentucky basketball great, former Charlotte Hornets. Hornets great? Yes, Rex Chapman. All right, so this is John on Twitter tweets at Rex Chapman. Says, I hate you, Rex Chapman. Wish you'd go back to jail forever. And it was in reply to a tweet. I don't know. I I can't see the reply to the tweet. But he was replying to a Rex Chapman. I hate you, Rex Chapman. Wish you'd go back to jail forever. Rex replies. Oh, no. Okay, I love you. Nice. Nice. See, you that's what you have to do with these with these people on Twitter. You respond with love and and love, it riles them up even more. So sure. then John responds, bleeping bum makes me so sick they let you inside rup, and then attaches a picture of Rex Chapman's mugshot, which I believe was from a DUI incident, I believe. So this sounds like a member of Big Blue Nation uh, coming to attack one of his own. If he's upset that he, they let him interrupt. Uh, right? well, let's see how this plays out and see if your okay. speculation is correct. All right? That's good speculation. I like that. Rex then replies, my best side. You're a great fan. So again, Rex <laughs> I like replying it. with the love. John then replies, will always be a fan of Kentucky, never a fan of a bum. That sounds about right. Yep. Okay. To which to which confirmed. Rex replies, "Some bums are a lot of fun." To which John replies, and here is the this is this segment has gone on a, a, a long while, and I this is it's wrapping up right now with a piece de la resistance. <laughs> John replies to Rex, "Touche." Real question though, since you're around this year's team, no doubt the talent and potential is there. Besides coming together <laughs> as one, what's the next hurdle they need to overcome to be great? Wow, John. <laughs> Rascals. Did what? Rex give him some info? <laughs> Did Rex, is that where it stopped? You called him. This is why Twitter is a cesspool. You, someone called Rex Chapman a bum. Tweeted at yeah. him. For, well, actually, that's, that's a non sequitur. So first of all, you tweet at a at a famous person as if that's as if you 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 feel like that that's a that's an okay thing to do. Tweet something negative at someone. And then you you call him a bum, you tweet him a picture of his, one of his probably lowest moments in his life. And, and Rex replies to you with love and then you say, "Okay, cool, but listen, about Kentucky's basketball team, can I get some quick analysis from you as an expert? It just says, goes to show you guys, love always wins out. Rex overcame the hate and got down to what mattered, breaking down this year's 
Kentucky basketball team. So what was the answer? I'm interested to know. What, what does Rex think about? Well, what just Rex, Rex replied to the – or Rex tweeted the whole exchange with just like Twitter with the laughing emoji, <laughs> which is – that's it. That's, that's Twitter. Twitter is the worst. I'm having this debate with my friends right now. My friends think Twitter is the best. I think Twitter is the worst because this – to me, this is Twitter. This happened to us when Jeremy Lin – was was playing for the Charlotte Hornets, and we got an influx yes. of, of fans of, of Jeremy Lin, and they were a very passionate crowd. And you would have people, if we even barely criticized Jeremy Lin's performance on a given night on this show, you would have people tweet some pretty awful things at us. And, and if you ever really engaged them in any kind of way, the end result would be them asking you a question about Jeremy Lin. <laughs> because they they hate you but they want your information they despise you but hey how did jeremy lynn and kimball walker play together like what um, yeah man it's but you know what? that's why it's, it's good to take a break every once in a while i'm glad donovan mitchell's out there he's a beacon of hope on twitter i don't know if you saw this tweet uh from late yesterday night says, so Netflix took Burn Notice USA off its website. This really hurts me, honestly. This is my favorite show. And if there's any way we can fix this problem, it would be deeply appreciated. Also, everyone tag at Netflix and let them know this is crazy. Much appreciated. Prayer hands. <laughs> Just a big burn head. It was sticking up for the little guy that loves Burn Notice. He's out there using his fame his plat he doesn't want rookie of the year he just wants to make the playoffs and save burn notice <laughs> well netflix execs or should i say the, the guy manning the netflix social media account get ready just get ready for the wave of donovan mitchell people to to get on your burn notice because that's coming i'm sure you're prepared for it i'm sure you face things like this before but i don't know if you're familiar with donovan mitchell quite popular right now very popular, and it's like it's like LeBron James. Remember when LeBron James used his platform to his fame, his his credibility to try to fix the NBA stats page or the NBA box <laughs> scores. Remember that? And it worked. And it worked. He got he got things moving. He got things happening. And that's what Donovan Mitchell. He's that's what that's what's so amazing about Donovan Mitchell. It's not the dunks. Those are great. Those are fun. Those are fun to watch. It's not his his ability to score. That's that's great for the Utah Jazz. But it's it's how quickly he has rec- he's humble about it. We got that from Nada in his conversation. This is all very unexpected to him. But he's so far he has checked all the boxes in terms of how to use that immediate fame. And, Very and savvy, to, man. And how to the deal crop. savvy. That's yeah. the perfect word. Savvy. Yeah, the new crop seems to be savvy as a whole. But I'm glad you brought up the dunk contest, Doug. I wanted to get your take. Did you see the Victor Oladipo dunk that he did not do in the contest? He was working with, I guess, Team Flight Brothers on a 360, kind of a 360 self alley oop, double alley oop, like Larry Nance did, but with a 360 before it dunk. It was very good. Where was it? It was on Twitter, <laughs> probably Instagram too, all the social media outlets. But yeah, he posted it and it was working out, I guess, prior to All-Star Weekend. He did not pull it out 
in the dunk contest. But it was would have been right up there with Dennis Smith's dunk as one of the best of the night. First reply to this Donovan Mitchell burn notice tweet is from Shannon. And Shannon says, check out Suits on USA. <laughs> there you go. Always sunny. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Think about that. If they won 15 games, if they won 15 0, they'd be a lot better. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Breaking news. Yeah. Breaking news. Hold that sound bite. You know, I wasn't about to try to do some math. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. All right, back to basketball. The Hornets get the win over the Brooklyn Nets, 111-96. to But I have a simple question for you, David. What's, it's probably a complicated answer, one that we are not going to have. I, really, I know the listeners have it as well. I'll ask the listeners, what do you think? Tell us on Twitter, at LockedOnHornets, the answer to this question. What's going on with Frank Kaminsky? Oh, that one's easy. Uh, Frank well, okay. Oh, excuse, I, well, excuse me. I did not know that we had. I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. I did not know that Frank we had the man with the answers on the show today. One of five from the field. Four points in this one after being benched, essentially, in the second half of the game against the Magic to close out the pre-All-Star break period. Uh, did not respond well in this one. Okay, go ahead. Uh, all-knowing David Walker. Frank Kaminsky was honored at Wisconsin. Uh, he came out in an all red suit and I believe he has his Jersey retired. You know, he was honored at Wisconsin. I don't remember what game it was. They were playing another college team, obviously, but I think he had a little too much fun up there in Madison. Uh, if you keep up with Frank on social media, he posted some <laughs> stories and some things that look like to be from the back of a Uber or a cab of some sort. They were having a good time. Okay. So I'm just, I'm just going to say he just had a, uh, you know, still had some feeling some of the effects from the long weekend. Madison, and, um, Wisconsin, undefeated, just like Los Wisconsin. Angeles. Well, Madison, Wisconsin, right. night fly, nightlife. It is the LA undefeated, of the East Coast. They've that's uh, they say that all the time. So yeah, I think he's going to bounce back. Here's what, or not, but that's why that's why it doesn't feel good right now. Here's what Clifford said pregame about Frank Kaminsky. I think we had three or four guys that were mentally, physically drained there that last week or so, and I think he was one of those guys. He has come back and he has played really well in practice the last few days. Sometimes I think guys need a break, and I think he was one of those guys. I was looking... (laughs) Sorry. So I'm not saying you're wrong, David, but I'm saying Clifford would would say you're wrong. Mm, Agree to disagree. So my question was, would, that I wrote down in my notes pregame, is would Frank Kaminsky come out and respond? He was essentially removed from that second half, was not a factor against Orlando because most Spates lit him up in the first half defensively, and he was not shooting well. He was one of five in this one. Let Dante Cunningham uh, knock down a couple of the, the threes that he made. It was four of seven from beyond the arc, Dante Cunningham, 22 points, led the way for the Brooklyn Nets. I didn't think he played well defensively, didn't shoot the basketball very well. Four points, non-factor. 
That's fine against the Nets. And Hornets get the win, 111. Their offense really wasn't the problem. They had enough from Kimba Walker, who came in and scored seven or eight straight points in that in that fourth quarter when they when they subbed. He was one of the first subs back in in that fourth quarter, and and he helped you know essentially end that game. But against the Wizards, against the Pistons, they're going to need the Jeremy Lamb Frank Kaminsky combination sixth man of the year. 25 <laughs> points per game. I mean, they've got to have those contributions from the bench if they if they want to win this game. You know yeah, what I, I think? I think Frank needs a new mattress. I got a new mattress. This is not an this is not an advertisement for a mattress company. I'm not, I'm not going to mention the name of the mattress company. That's a shame. But I'll just say that I literally got a new mattress and it is revolutioning revolutionizing my life. Is this one of the other things? Because there's got to be something more fun than, than the mattress talk. What else you got? I just, I, I just wanted to say that I had a new mattress. Okay. Is, is that fine? Can I not just reveal yeah. a little bit of myself that, that sleep matters and I've been denying myself this simple human pleasure of good sleep for so long? That's what I'm saying. Madison's known for crappy mattresses. He was up there a few days, uh, did not get much sleep, uh, has yet to bounce back. You, I got let's, I got one more thing for you. You know what's bugging me right now? We're we're about to wrap this show. I'll tell you what's bugging Doug. <laughs> Dove for Men Body Wash. I'll call them oh. out by name. We'll never get them as a sponsor. This Dove for Men Body Wash has been sticking to me. I can't like I try to wash it off and it won't it won't leave. Like I smell it all day. And You'd think that'd be okay, but like it's not. It's not a. It's a, it's not an unpleasant smell, but I just don't want to smell my body wash all day, and it makes my butt like it's sticky. And I again, I I recognize this, so I try to wash it off. I try to like extra, and I but every time it just it's sticky. I hate sticky body washes. I when I put the That's soap boring. on, I want it to wash me, and then I want it to leave. I don't want to. That's why I put deodorant on. That's that's what I. That's the. The smell, not the body wash. It's too much smell. Too many smells on you. You're not, and you're not using like conditioner or something. This is actual body wash. Like you're using it properly. Yes. Okay. No, this is body wash. I know I can read. (laughs) I'm just saying. You haven't been sleeping well up until now. So I don't know. Maybe, (laughs) maybe, maybe you're so confused. You get in the shower. Okay. Uh, One more thing. Malik Monk got a few minutes. Uh, David, you, uh, you really want to see Malik Monk out there? So what? Uh, what did you think about Malik? Monk's I think I think everyone minutes? enjoys a good uh, Malik Monk. Got a big got a big ovation when he scored, <laughs> and uh, Willie Billy Hernan Gomez also got a big ovation when he entered the game for the first time. Did he really? I thought there was a there was a lot of energy in that building last night, Doug. I mean, I think Kemba got it started and got it stirred up, but there felt like the the fans returned from All Star break with some renewed energy as well. Yeah. Did you feel it? You were yeah. in there. Yeah, I mean, people yeah. are ex- are excited about basketball being back. So, the, you know, you take a little bit of time off. The team goes out there and plays well pretty much every quarter. They've got basically a month right now, right? But don't it's avoid the – you're avoiding the question. What was the question again? The question uh, is, Monk, yeah, what did you think about Malik, Malik Monk's Monk. minute and a half? This is important basketball analysis that people come to expect from this show – 
I think you could clearly see he worked on some things over the break. And in that minute and a half, he looked a lot more locked in than usual. I don't know. It's a minute and a half against the Nets. It's like most of his season. It, it shows us nothing other than. Oh, we just lost David. Will he ever return? See, he, he's avoiding this Malik Monk analysis. Oh. Seems like a good time to wrap the show since someone called me right in the middle of my answer. <laughs> Sorry about that. David. All right. Your 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 last Malik Monk thought. It's fun Friday. Um yeah, what did I say? How much did you hear? All of the goodness? Was that wiped away by my phone call? I heard that you you can't do a lot with a minute and a half. Yeah, that's right. That's it. Like most of his season, uh, he needs the off season. That's that's going to be the stamp on Malik Monk until we get to summer league. He needs the off season, the summer league, everything to work on this. I was until asked. Then, I was asked about judgment. Malik Monk by Jerry V. I don't know if you heard my Jerry V. hit on ESPN seven thirty. It was madness. Oh, yeah. Jerry is Jerry is an insane person, and I love him, and I love mm-hmm. doing his show. Uh, so whenever you see uh, me tweet about that. Uh, please tune, tune in. in because yeah. it's it's insanity. And now David is like a huge Jerry V fan. Oh, I'm a Jerry holic. And I'll tell it's you what, amazing. in honor of Jerry V, I'll say this about the Hornets against the Nets. Their tootsies, their tootsies were moving. They had a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us here on this edition of Locked On Hornets. Thanks for uh, tuning in on this fun Friday and for tuning in all week. Here's what I need you to do real quick for us. Subscribe if you haven't already. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. And most importantly, please tell a friend about this show. It's going to get fun uh, this last stretch because it could get exciting for the Charlotte Hornets if they can string a few wins together, if they can go 8-2 and two in their next 10 and provide some hope for a possible historic playoff run, post-All-Star break run. So you want to tune in for that. Plus, uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of things. NBA probably more uh, talk about Rex Chapman. Who knows? So tune in, Locked On Hornets uh, here. I'm Doug Branson for David. I'm saying go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. Bill Simmons on the Bachelor podcast, not Ben Simmons. So we'll, uh, we'll issue a correction. We'll issue a Twitter correction. Actually, that makes a lot more sense. I didn't check my wrist because I had it on silent for the show. <laughs> <laughs>